You are listening to the She Runs the Show podcast with Cassandra Vaughn, episode 165, this solo series. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of She Runs the Show. Cassandra Vaughn Worsley with you here. Welcome, episode 165. So this is an episode, once again, if you've listened to She Runs the Show for a while, you know sometimes these episodes come to me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes they come to me in meditation. Uh, this is one that actually came to me as a result of, of a little bit of drama that I had on social media. Actually, a little bit of drama I've had over the last couple of days. And so here's what's, here's what's interesting. So today's episode is called Don't Let Other People Guilt You Into Staying Stuck. I don't know if you've ever had the, um, if you've ever had anybody in your life, whether it's family, friends, uh, people who don't even know you, people who follow you on social media, exes. I mean, we could go on and on, but have you ever had somebody or a number of somebody's in your life who, um, maybe you did do them wrong, right? Like maybe, maybe you did really screw up a relationship. Maybe you were really a jerk, uh, to somebody, maybe you, you really did do something, um, unbecoming and fully lacking in character and integrity. And, and you made some major mistakes with certain people or relationships or situations with a job, for example, with a client in your business, maybe you have really screwed some things up in the past. So have you ever been in relationship with people who, even though, uh, you, even though the past is over, even though that thing, whatever it is you did happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, six months ago, however long ago it happened, it's done. It's over. Um, maybe you've, you've done what you needed to do to resolve it and to forgive it and to let it go. But have you ever had relationships with people? And I talk, I'm talking about all kinds of relationships, work, family, friendship, where every time you're interacting with them, they are interacting with you, still reminding you of who you used to be, still faulting you for who, what you did before, still blaming you for all of the mistakes you made. Like they, while they might have said that they've moved on, while they might have um, indicated that they've forgiven you, while they might have, uh, you know, for whatever reason, they've, they've just decided that you are your past. And so when they talk to you, when they talk about you, when they speak to you, uh, when they see the good things that you're up to in your life right now, because you have transformed and you have become a different person and you do take ownership of your life in a way that, that you used to not do, they're still talking to you like you are the person that you were 10 years ago. Have you ever had that situation? Because here's what's interesting. I've, I've had that situation happen to me many times. Uh, and most recently somebody blasted me on social media, accusing me of all kinds of things that for the most part are not true. Um, and it didn't hurt because I don't pay so much attention to, I mean, it didn't hurt. It sort of was a, I'm getting some hateration going on lately. And I think that's just because I don't know if it's a season or if it's just jealous people or insecure people. So that's been happening a lot more lately, but here's the thing that it brought up for me. And this is why I want to talk about this episode because Rumi said, you know, I'm currently writing a book called Rumi is my life coach. Rumi said, what hurts you blesses you. 
I really want you to think about that. What hurts you blesses you. So I was thinking about all of the the people that I've known and been in relationship or out of relationship with. And I've thought about the people right now that I'm not on speaking terms with. And sometimes I think about what are the stories that they're telling other people, right? Like we're not on speaking terms right now. So of course they're going around and they're telling other people, oh, she's this, she's that, she did this, she did that. She's, you know, this. And, you know, they have a whole, because in order for you to be out of relationship with someone, especially when you're the person who's decided to be out of relationship with them, they have to have a story or an explanation about why, why you in their minds have ditched them or abandoned them or rejected them. So there's always a narrative that we tell around that. And when you play the victim, you, you tell the story that the other person who rejected you or abandoned you is the evil one, the villain. And then you're the, the victim in this and we've all done it. So I'm not, I'm not saying that, other, you know, I I've done it. We've all done it. We've all played the victim and we've all told that victim story, but here's where I want to get to on this. It is so easy because it happens so subtly. It is so easy to let other people guilt us into staying stuck. What do I mean by that? Um, I'll give you some prime examples. You know, I write a lot of books about uh, personal development. I write books about self-confidence, self-esteem, having faith, um, overcoming fear, achieving your biggest dreams. Oh, you know, Own It is the latest book that is up at overcomingfearbooks.com. I write a lot of books about uh, starting over, about having living your best life. And I think sometimes when people who don't know me read those books, they think that I'm coming from a perspective of being perfect and having it all down and being totally confident and knowing, you know, and being uh, a badass. Now I am a badass, but I'm not a badass because I'm perfect. I'm a badass because I own my shit. And when I say I own my shit, it means, yeah, I've, I've made tons of mistakes in my life. I have tons more mistakes to make in my life. I'm not dead yet. So I've got a lot more mistakes that are going to be a part of my spiritual journey. And I think sometimes people look at the stuff that I write and they go, oh, well, you know, uh, she did this or she did that or she, you know, listen, I've been married and divorced. Well, I've been married three times. I've been divorced twice. So for me to sit here and say to you that I haven't majorly screwed up some stuff, I haven't majorly made bad decisions, I haven't completely um, been out of integrity and, and out of alignment and seasons of my life, not, not just weeks, not months, like years of my life, for me to sit here and tell you that I write from a place of being perfect would be an absolute lie. And I don't write from a place of being perfect, but I find it funny that there are quite a few people who think because they see the kind of work that I do uh, and the kind of coach and speaker that I am, that what I'm trying to tell the world is that I'm, I'm perfect and I haven't totally screwed stuff up and I haven't, you know, made really bad decisions and um, I don't have things for which I, you know, I feel shame for or I feel guilt about. Of course I do. Of course I do. I'm human. Um, and here's where I want to get around to this point because uh, recently 
I've had certain people who I'm not in communication with say a lot of things badly about me because they're operating from either a past situation with me or a past experience with me, or they feel really slighted by me or rejected, whatever you want to call it. And this is where I want to go with today's episode, because I don't know, especially in entrepreneurship, that we talk about this enough. Don't let other people guilt you into staying stuck. And I'm going to use myself as an example so you get what I'm saying. If I listen to the haters in my life, if I listen to um, all of the people who are so invested in me being who I was 15 years ago, in me being who I was 20 years ago, hell, in me being who I was three years ago, if I am overly invested in how they see me and, and how much they still have a desire to punish me, for things in their opinion that I've done wrong or things in their opinion um, I've done to them. If I allow their opinions of me to become more important than my work on myself, my belief in myself, then what I'm actually doing is I'm letting their projection of guilt keep me stuck in my life. And that includes in my business. And so when I think about the latest little blips I've been having with folks and the, th- you know, uh, the shit they've been talking behind my back, uh, it's teaching me a really profound lesson because part of me wants to get super, uh, frustrated, angry, upset. But part of me also goes, yeah, way back when I did screw up. I did screw up whether by uh, doing something that was out of integrity, treating somebody in a way that really they didn't deserve. Yeah, I screwed up by, you know, confiding in people I should have never trusted. I mean, yes, I could go through a whole litany of screw ups that I've done. But here's the thing at the end of the day, if I sit in the present moment, and I focus on how much I screwed up past moments that I cannot change, then what I'm essentially allowing those people who are no longer in my daily life to do is keep me stuck in a past I cannot change because that's where I'm living mentally. The math on that just doesn't work out if you think about it. So I'll give you a prime example. Let's use um, you, you're an entrepreneur. You started a business. I started many businesses, so let's just go there. Uh, you start a business. You borrow all of this money. You, uh, you, you put a second mortgage on your house to start this business. I'm never a fan of that, by the way, but that's a whole other episode. You basically mortgage your, your family's uh, financial future. You mortgage your financial future to build this business. Let's say it's a restaurant. You put every dime of savings and trust fund money for your, you just take everybody's money and you put into this business. You start this restaurant and after a year, the restaurant tanks. You have to file bankruptcy. Your house gets foreclosed. Uh, your kids no longer have a, a college savings account. You and your spouse are totally broke. You're going to have to go move in with your parents for a year or two. And then that all of that happens. And then you fast forward three years and you still really know that you were born to be an entrepreneur. You still really know that, that there's, that there is work for you to do in the world in the form of your own business. And yet you don't move forward with starting another business because you're still so caught up in the shame 
of how the last business went. You're still so caught up. I mean, every time you even talk to your spouse about potentially starting another business, they go, but you remember what you did last time and you remember, do you see what we lost? Do you see where we're living? Do you see? And so even though your spouse, spouse may totally love you, they're not supporting you starting another business because they still see you as the person you were when all of those mistakes happened. You still see you as the person you were when all of those mistakes happened. So you don't move forward with starting a new business knowing that you're wiser, you're smarter, you've learned the hard way, the really hard way, what not to do. You don't move forward and start a business because you were stuck in, but I did that wrong. I did that wrong. I made those mistakes. I screwed up. I'm living, you know, in my parents' basement. Uh, my children don't have a college fund. I'm still recovering from all of that debt. But here's the thing, and this is why I love Dave Ramsey when he talks about debt. And I am by no means a financial expert. I've made enough financial uh, mistakes in my life. I, don't come to me for financial management. I'm working on it, but don't come to me. I'm not there yet. But this is why I love people like Dave Ramsey, because Dave Ramsey will say on a call with somebody, you don't have a debt problem. You have an income problem. He'll say that to a lot of people. You don't have a debt problem. You have an income problem. But here's the problem. If you are stuck in the shame of the debt, using that entrepreneur who bankrupted his or her family over a restaurant. If you are living in the shame of the debt that you created, you can't get out of the debt because you don't have the energy and the focus and you don't believe that you're worthy of creating the kind of income that gets you out of the debt. Do you see the problem with that? The problem is if, if you are surrounded by people if your inner circle is filled with people, if your family is filled with people who are overly committed to reminding you about every screw up you've ever made, about seeing you the way that they saw you five years ago when you had that big blowout with them and, and you know, the relationship went haywire for a few years. If you are surrounded by people who constantly want to sit in the space of you screwed up. You have to pay for this for the rest of your life. I'm always going to see you like this. You don't have permission to change. If you are living by those people's rules, you will always be stuck in life and business, period, the end. There comes a moment, and this is what I want to get to, because this whole little stuff that I've been dealing with, with hateration, has led me to um, come up with a title for one of my upcoming books. And let me tell you what the title of my... It's not going to be the next book. I have a few other books I need to write after Rumi is my life coach. But one of the books I'm going to write probably in a few weeks to a few months is called I Am Not My Mistakes and Neither Are You. I want you to sit with that for a second because somebody, including me, but somebody besides me and including me needs to hear this. I am not my mistakes and neither are you. If you want to get out of any situation where you said, man, I made the wrong mistakes. I, I chose the wrong major. I went into the wrong profession. I started the wrong business. Uh, you know, I got in my, in over my head financially and I have all this debt. Uh, my relationships suck. I chose the wrong partner. I it doesn't matter what your, what your mistake is. It doesn't matter what bad decisions you've made. Now, I will say this. Some bad decisions, sort of like debt, um, take a long time to recover from. And it's diligent, everyday work. Uh, sometimes relationships cannot be repaired. The, the mistakes that were made are too, um, are too much 
to to ever return the relationship to the way that it was. I'm not saying you have to go back to every single mistake you ever made and you got to go try to fix it. Some things can't be fixed. But here's what I'm saying. You can't live in the shadow of who you used to be and think you're going to get to where you want to go in life or in business. And yet there are lots of people in our lives, whether in our inner circle, in our family, in our friends, who are so obsessed with every emotional gut punch opportunity they get to remind us of how horrible we used to be, how we used to make awful decisions, how we used to do awful things, how we should never be successful because we have screwed up, uh, you know, even to the point of acute, you know, I love when people accuse me of, of, you know, being too, um, of, of not being real. Right. I love when people say, well, you know, you don't practice what you preach. Oh, hell yeah. I practice what I preach every single day. I'm working on myself every single day. I'm saying, uh, how you do anything is how you do everything. What are you going to do every single day? I'm going, man, I screwed up there and I screwed up there. And you know, I got to move on from that every single day. I work on self forgiveness and, and looking at how I'm showing up in the world and how I'm treating people. And I'm also every single day, super selective about who I keep around me. I don't have nearly the circle of people around me that I did even 10 years ago. And that is absolutely intentional. Why do I do that? Because here's the thing. Not everybody has a right to get to know all of me. Very few people. I'm talking less than five fingers number of people know me absolutely, completely, amazingly well. You know why? Because my, it, my being is sacred to me. So what people see on the outside, what they read on books, yeah, you'll get it. You'll get a part of me. You'll get to know me, but I don't let everybody and anybody in. And I don't think you should either. So let me get back to the whole point. Don't let other people guilt you into staying stuck. Whatever mistakes you've made, in order for you to not make those mistakes again, in order for you to rise to the level of your greatest power and your greatest life, you cannot keep yourself surrounded by people who insist upon reminding you of how much you screwed up way back when. They will keep you stuck in a past you cannot change. They will never give you permission to be more than how they want to see you in order to tell their victim story. And on top of that, you will spend so much energy and thought life trying to prove them wrong that you actually won't be spending your present moment thought life doing the shit you need to do to prove yourself right. So your energy can either be in a past you cannot change or your energy in the present moment can be on the future that you are now in this moment creating, but it can't be on both at the same time. So when I tell you I'm about to write this book that's called um, I Am Not My Mistakes and Neither Are You, here's what that book is going to be about. It's going to be about the fact that we all screw up. We all make mistakes. But that is not who I am. That is who I was in a moment in time. And if I want to be somebody totally different, it's no different than a fitness transformation when somebody drops 100 pounds in a year or two. The soul of that person is not different, but that person is very different when they drop that weight. They're very different. They show up differently in the world. So why would I still relate to a person who has dropped a hundred pounds as the same exact person who had the extra hundred pounds? Why would I relate to them that way? Why would I not give them the ability to be whoever the hell they want to be and relate to them on how they are in this moment. Most people won't give you that. 
Here's where we get real. Most people are not going to give you permission to be more than who you've ever been or be more of who you really are. Most people are not going to, you know why? Because they, they, they get something from knocking you down and they get something from only seeing you through the lens of every single mistake you've made. Here's my thing, right? Um, and I've said this on an episode before. It's one of my favorite quotes. It's, and here's the quote. Before you judge me, you better be fucking perfect. Before you judge me, you better be fucking perfect. And that's my feeling on that. I know a lot of people who are judging a lot of stuff and in the same arenas where they are to this day screwing up. And so here's what I want you to know and here's what I want to get to. Your mistakes do not define you. What you do about your mistakes does though. Do you see the problem with that? So your mistakes don't define you, but if you're living in your mistakes, if you're around people who are constantly reminding you of mistakes you've made that you cannot change, then you're not doing anything to shift how you show up or shift what you're doing. It's no different than somebody who says, I want to get out of debt. Listen, while you're in massive debt, guess what? Those bill collectors are going to be calling you out the hoo-ha. Hey, what are you going to pay attention to? Feeling guilt and shame about all the phone calls you're getting and all the bill collectors that are coming after you? Or are you going to focus on how do I make more money? How do I pay off this debt? How do I do this every two weeks? How do I, how do I raise my income level and my net worth? So I never have to go into debt again. See, those are two different focuses. And one of those focuses, i.e. sitting with, oh, I'm getting all these bill collector calls and oh, I owe so much money and why did I make those decisions? That is going to keep you stuck in debt. But if you say to yourself, I got to get out of this. Like I've made those mistakes. I owe that money. I need to figure out what I got to do to handle it and fix it. And then you tune out all of the the nonsense the judgments the you know the phone call and you just go make money how am i going to do that you focus laser you work as hard as you have to to do what you need to do you set a deadline by when you want all of that debt paid off and every two weeks you are knocking something out then <laughs> then that's where the power is but you can't be that powerful and do something like that whether it's about debt or a relationship or a business Unless you're willing to totally ignore and tune out the people who want to attack you and want to judge you and say, yeah, but you were this person 10 years ago. Listen, I was also five, right? And I also um, took naps in kindergarten. But just because I was that way at five doesn't mean I can be that way at 40. So I don't know why folks want to hold other people to who they were at 16 and at 20 and at 22 when that person is now 65, but you have full say so and whether or not you allow other people a to be in your life who do that and b whether you allow what they're doing to really impact where your focus is because when you let their words and their hateration impact what you're focusing on then yeah they win they win and here's the thing um it's up to you whether they win like they're going to keep talking. And in fact, here's, here's the part I really want you to understand. Lots of people are living with this hidden kind of shame, guilt thing about think mistakes that they made a long time ago. Um, number one, once you get real that nobody's perfect and everybody screws up in royal ways that they never talk about, it sort of makes you breathe a little bit and go, okay, I'm human. Like I can figure this thing out. But here's the other piece of it. The people who are, um, angry with you or who, and, and listen, 
I've made major mistakes, right? So I'm not going to say that I that there isn't room for me to have either repaired the mistake that I made or to ask for forgiveness or to like I'm not saying that you you screw up in somebody else's life or you do something really awful and you don't seek forgiveness or you don't do things that um that result in your forgiveness of yourself. There may be things that you've done to other people or in relationship with other people that they're never going to forgive you for because it was that bad. And there's a part of you that needs to go, well, they're never going to forgive me. So how can I become a different person? How can I be a better person? How can I make sure that from this moment forward, I never do that to somebody else where I'm never, you know, dealing with that with somebody. How do I make sure that I'm never going to do that again? That's your way of getting forgiveness. That's your way of repairing it. So I'm not saying that there isn't work for you to do in that arena. What I'm saying is while you're doing that work, the self-forgiveness, the forgiveness from others, the repairing things, the learning the lessons and making sure you're not doing it again and you're not out of integrity again. While you're doing all of that, you cannot be sitting with people chirping in your ear saying, yeah, but you're this and yeah, but you're that and yeah, but you're this and yeah, you do that and yeah, you you're going to get stuck because their voices are going to be very loud and your inner voice is, is typically very quiet. And if you don't have a high level of faith in yourself or self-belief, you're going to hear what they say. You're going to take it in. It's going to be like a poison to your life. And then you're just going to sit in all of this secretive blame, shame, guilt bullshit. And then you're not going to move forward because you don't feel worthy to move forward because of all the screw ups that people keep reminding you that you made. Here's what I want to say at the end of the day. And I can't wait to write this book. I think I'm about three books away from, from writing this one. I'm not my mistakes and neither are you. Here's what I want to say. We've all screwed up. You know, like I said, before you judge me, make sure you're fucking perfect. I'm not listening to folks who want to tell me everything I ever did wrong. And then on top of that, want to tell me um, and come at me from a perspective of they're perfect. I know you're not perfect because you're human. You're not Jesus. So let's just, let's just call it what it is. And even Jesus said, let him who has not sinned cast the first stone. You remember that woman accused of cheating in the street. They're going to stone her. This is New Testament stuff here. And then uh, he goes, you know, all these pe people, I'm assuming mostly men, have rocks, and they're ready to stone her to death. And he says, let him who has not sinned cast the first stone. And I say that to all the haters out there. You want to talk to me about all the mistakes that I've made, or all the mistakes that my listeners have made, or all the mistakes that my friends have made. Let me, judge me when you're perfect. Judge me when you're per till then I'm not going to entertain it because you're not in this arena as Brene Brown said in Rising Strong. You're not in this arena getting your ass kicked. When you're in this arena getting your ass kicked, putting yourself out on the line, knowing you've screwed up in life, knowing that you're learning how to be a better you, writing about it, sharing your vulnerability of how many times you've screwed up with people in your book. When you're doing what I'm doing, you have a reason to talk. But if you're not in this arena getting your ass kicked with me, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up. That's what I have to say. And I want you, especially as entrepreneurs, you've got to get to that place where you can say that. Because I'm going to tell you what, the bigger you get, 
The more you put yourself out there on social media, the more you put content into the world, people are going to come for you. They're going to, people from your childhood are going to come for you. People from your teenagers or exes are going to come for you. And you know why? Because they can't stand to see you know what your worth is. They can't stand it that you screwed up once upon a time and you hurt them in a really profound way and they don't, they feel like you don't deserve to be happy because you screwed up that one time or you screwed up in that relationship for 10 years. They don't want to see you win. And this is where I go, pay attention to people who don't clap when you win. Pay close attention to the people who don't clap when you win. Because those people are not your friends. Those people do not have your back. Pay even closer attention to the people who talk shit about you behind your back, but then smile to your face. Here's what I've decided at 40 years of age. I'm no longer dealing with those people on any level. So at the end of the day, I know that I'm not a perfect person. I know that I've screwed up royally in many ways in some of the biggest areas of my life. I know that I still have more major screw-ups to do, and I'm going to do them. But here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to spend my life seeking, uh, you know, acceptance and approval from people who are way too invested in seeing me fail and way too invested in who I used to be and way too invested in telling everybody their victim story of how I did this and how I did that. You know what? There are some people that I've hurt profoundly. And for most of those people, I have apologized to them. Not all, most. And to those that I haven't yet apologized to, um, I've made it my mission to never treat another person that way. That's my form of delivering forgiveness and re-earning trust and building my integrity. But at the same damn time, let me tell you something. You're not going to call me out my name and think that I'm not going to say to you, before you judge me, make sure you're fucking perfect. And that's the thing that you've got to get. Sometimes we are totally stuck in business, in life, in relationships, because we are attached to people and situations that have no interest in seeing us win. They have no interest in seeing us progress. They actually want to just be around us so they can jab every second that they get to say, yeah, but you're still this person and you're still that. It's like somebody who loses 100 pounds and they have an, a, an abusive partner and they they look amazing physically and all that partner can say is, yeah, but you're still a fatty. Yeah, but you're, you're still, look, you've got cellulite. You, a lot of us have people like that in our circles, and we're letting them stay there without realizing that they're ticks on our lives. You need to remove the ticks. You need to remove the ticks. But here's the thing. In order to remove the ticks in your life, you also have to be willing to be in the woods alone. And a lot of people are afraid to be alone. There, A lot of people are afraid to, you know, walk this journey. A lot of people, and here's the thing, some of the people that love to do the haterition, the haterific stuff, they, they thrive on the fact that if they can convince you that you need them more than they need you, that you will put up with their victim uh, narrative and they're, you're so awful because you did this 20 years ago thing because they've, they're, they're sold on convincing you that you need them more than they need you. No, you don't. You need God and you need faith in yourself. Boom, done. That's it. You don't need anything else. 
I mean, it would be nice to have a whole squad of cheerleaders in the stands of your life, like clapping for you every time you turn around, but you can't succeed uh, with a prerequisite of needing other folks to clap. If you can't make it without anybody clapping for you, you will certainly not keep any success you sustain with people clapping for you. What did Lecrae say? He said something like, um, if you live for their acceptance, you will die from their rejection. I want you to think about this because there are going to be people, especially if you're an online business and you're, you know, you're big on social media. I promise you that the bigger you get, the more people are going to come for you. And I don't say that as a like, oh, don't get bigger. I'm telling you, go big. But there's going to be tons of hateration and, and it's going to happen from people you least expect. It's going to happen from folks in your family. It's going to happen from folks in your inner circle. It's going to happen from people who don't even know you, never have even met you. Get good with that. And here's the thing you have to remember in every step of building a business. I don't know the entrepreneurs that I love and that I follow are very clear about, I am not perfect. I do not have everything right. I screw up a lot. My life at times is a hot mess and I still love myself and I'm still worthy of the success that I've built and I'm still worthy to help people transform their lives. And in fact, it's because I've screwed up so many times. It's because I've fallen on my face. It's because I have been that person and I've had to find my way back to who I really am. That's the reason why I can facilitate the transformation that I facilitate. Those are the only kind of people you want to follow. Because anybody who says to me, well, I'm, you know what? I am, I am better than everybody else and I don't screw up and my relationship is perfect and my life is perfect and my money is perfect and I never make mistakes. I don't believe you because I know that's not true. And here's the thing. My life's not perfect either, so I'm not going to sit up here and judge you, but I'm certainly not going to buy into your bullshit either. So what am I saying at the end of the day? I went on a vent rampage for a second there, but let me get back to what I really want to get to because I don't know that enough entrepreneurs are saying this to other entrepreneurs. This is my message to every entrepreneur who listens to this. You are not your mistakes. If you are dealing with things in your business that are screwing up, if you hired and fired an employee and you did it wrong, forgive yourself, make it right if you can, make sure you never do that again moving forward with new employees. If you hired the wrong people and you're keeping them on out of guilt because, uh, you know, you just don't want to be the bad guy, but you know in order for your business to move forward, you need to be the bad guy, forgive yourself for hiring the wrong person, write down the lesson so you can hire the right people from now on, fire that person. Yes, I said that. Fire them. If you've built a business before and it totally tanked and you borrowed all this money and you're dealing with all this debt and you know you really want to start another business and you're just afraid and everybody around you tells you not to do it because you couldn't do it the first time, what makes you think you're going to do it the second time, stop talking to them about your new business. Stop sharing your vision with people who can't see. Whenever they want to bring up all of your past mistakes, change the subject, leave the room, or tell them to shut the hell up. And then quietly, in the dark, with nobody looking, without anybody knowing, bootstrap a business, build an online business for very little money, no debt taken out, and then when you have all that money in the bank in a year or three years, then you can go to the dinner table and say, just so you know, um, while you were telling me about who I 
was. I decided who I was going to be, and now I have a six-figure business. Boom, how do you like me now? And you know what? They still won't like you. I'm just going to burst your bubble now. They're still not going to like you when you're successful, so don't worry about it. But here's the thing I'm going to say. Don't talk to them about it. Work in the dark. Produce the results. Let the results speak for themselves. You are the one who has to be convinced that you don't have to be who you used to be. And you're the one that has to be convinced that other people's guilt can live with them. You are not an emotional garbage can that people get to drop their shit in. You have to be convinced of that. And I don't care what arena it's in. Maybe it's not in business. Maybe it's maybe it's in relationships. Listen, as I've said, I've been divorced twice. So when I tell you I have plenty of people who are who are very sold on saying that I am I was a bad wife. I am a bad mother. Um, I abandoned my children. I abandoned my spouses. I didn't. The reason the family broke up is because, listen, I get all of that on a regular basis. I really do. I get it from a variety of people on a regular basis. Here's what I want to say to all of those folks. Before you judge me, make sure your marriage, your relationship, and your relationship with your children is fucking perfect. Until then, I'm not going to entertain what you have to say because you are not me and you did not walk in my moccasins and you have no clue what I was dealing with. So here's what I want to say at the end of the day. Nobody's perfect. The people who write these books, I write these books about living your best life and starting over and overcoming fear. Do you know why I write those books? Because I've lived the opposite of those things. I've lived in the space where what I feared came upon me. I've lived in the space where I've had to start over many, many times. And sometimes I started over well, and sometimes I started over sucky. I've made poor financial decisions and poor life decisions. Hell, I've been divorced twice. I've made poor marital decisions. And you know what? I love myself anyway. I love myself anyway. So if you're screwing up right now in your business or in your life or in your relationships, here's what I want to tell you. Like, number one, cut yourself some slack. We all screw up. Number one, like, put this whole thing down of I've got to get this right. No. You might, let me go there. You might have chosen a partner that is not right for you. How are you going to make that right if it's not right for you? You can't. You might have chosen a business partner who you knew wasn't right for you, but they had the money, so you chose them. How are you going to make that right? You're not going to make that right. It's not going to work. So let's get off of this. Okay, I've just got to make this work. I've got to make this right. And let's get to, I own the mistakes that I have made and that I'm currently making. I own them. I have screwed up royally. This is what you got to say to yourself. I have screwed up royally. I made the wrong decisions. I'm still making the wrong decisions if you're still making them. I do this with my food on a daily basis. I'm making I'm making the wrong decisions. What is it that I really want in my future? What is it that I really want in my life? What do I want these relationships to look like? What do I want this business to look like? Who do I have to become to have all that I want? What is the version of me that I now need to put in full activation mode to become who I really want to be. And here's the piece that gets most people stuck. Once you answer that question, who do I have to become to have all that I want? Who, Which version do I need to just right now press the hot red button, boom, put that cartridge in my brain and be that version of me. Once you get the answer to that, this is where most people screw up, so get ready for it. 
Now you got to shut out all the negativity, shut out all the drama, shut out all the naysayers, and you need to fucking show up every single day and be that and be the hardest working person on yourself in the room, even with everybody talking crap and even with everybody saying you're not going to make it and even with everybody behaving the way they're, you still have to go. I'm putting my blinders on and I'm not listening to any of you. And the only thing I can see is the life that I want straight ahead of me. And I'm giving 24 seven work to it 24 seven. And lots of people don't want to do the work of that. It, they find it very hard to, um, not pay attention to what other people are saying. Here's my rule. 24 hours to cry. If you're surrounded by people who just want to see you the way you were 10 years ago, when they give you another emotional gut punch, I don't even think you should take 24 hours, but take 24 hours to cry about it, be upset about it, vent about it. I do from time to time. Uh, but then you have 24 hours to cry and then you need to get up. Then you need to get up. Because you don't have time to sit in other people's judgment of you. You don't have enough life to sit with other people's criticisms or to prove them wrong or to debate them. Listen, I'm not going to debate anybody who sold on me being the villain. If you want to paint me out as the villain in your story, run with that. Like create a comic book and make me the villain. But here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to have you in my inner circle. I'm probably not even going to have you in my life because at the end of the day, if you are sold on who you think I am, I am not going to waste any life energy trying to convince you otherwise. I'm going to let you believe what you want to believe and I'm going to handle my business and do what I need to do. Now, does that mean that I'm perfect? Hell no. Does that mean that I don't screw up? I still screw up. Does that mean that, you know, I don't have things I need to repair or fix or handle? Sure I do. And I'm working on it. But what it does mean is I'm not going to postpone or stunt the future I'm creating because you have me locked in a past that makes you feel righteous by me being there. You can tell that story and sit with that. I'm not going to sit with that. And I don't think enough people say this. You are not your mistakes. Now, what you do about your mistakes, the lessons that you learn from here on out, yeah, that's powerfully important, but you are not your mistakes. So don't let anybody try to convince you that you ought to pay for a mistake you made at 21. Now at 60, you ought to pay the rest of your life for that mistake. And you know what? Sometimes the mistakes are huge. Sometimes it's at 21, you give up a baby and you wish you hadn't. Sometimes the mistake is at 21, you have a baby, but then you're on drugs for a period of years and you don't take care of them and so much happens to them and you feel so much guilt. I don't know what it is for you, but here's the thing. You can't change that. You can't change it. So what are you going to do? Sit here for the next 25 years of your life in a nursing home at 90? Just just stewing and like, when I was 21, I completely ruined my children's life. No, no. That's not helpful to anybody, least of all to you. There comes a moment where you've got to say, I really messed that up. I really, I can't get that back. But I can make sure I never do that to anybody again. I can make sure that I live on such a high level of integrity and trust that everybody in my presence feels seen, heard, and loved. And at the same time, I can make sure that I don't have assholes in my life. 
that I'm not surrounded by people who are so committed to me being the villain that all they ever do every single time they talk to me is tell me how awful I am. Just tell me how awful I am. And I'm not going to go into personal stories about how I've had certain people in my life in the past who all they did every single conversation, like they'd sort of pat me on the back on one hand and then they'd emotionally gut punch me on the other. I cut those folks out. Sure enough did. And you know what? I will cut anybody out of my life who insists upon painting me as the villain and seeing me as the villain and sticking it to me as the villain. Because at the end of the day, I don't have energy for that kind of nonsense. And neither do you. Neither do you. Don't take till 40, where I am right now, for you to figure out that you don't have time for that kind of drama and nonsense. If you're 25 and you're listening to this, cut those people out now. They don't need to be in your inner circle, in your ear every single day. Cut them out. There are how many billions of people on uh, in the world? You mean tell me you can't find new family, new friends? Family isn't always blood. Let me just be clear. I have some friends that are more family to me than my own family is. Blood's not that thick. However, you have to intentionally design your inner circle. You have to intentionally design your life. You have to surround yourself with the words and the videos and the podcasts and the things that remind you that you're powerful enough to change anything and everything. And you cannot get caught up in what other people think about you or what they're saying about you. Like, yeah, get pissed for a minute. I always do. Get pissed for a minute when you find out through some back-end means that people are talking shit about you. But like... Louise L. Hay said this and you can heal your life. She said, literally deal with your anger, like get it out of your body. So her exercise, which I think I'm going to get one of these, her exercise is get a plastic baseball bat and beat the shit out of a pillow. Like get all that anger out of your body because anger is inner poison. Get all that anger out of your body and outside of you so you can just let that stuff go and move on. I am going to get a soft baseball bat. I'm probably going to need that so I can beat the crap out of a pillow. Um, but I say all of this to say that be mindful of who's around you and, and who you're uh, sharing your life with and who you're talking to on a regular basis. And if you find yourself, even in family situations, and I know for so many people, this is the hard part, right? The family that's toxic, the family members that are jealous, the family members that are insecure, the family members that, um, you know, that, that smile into your face, but talk shit behind your back. Lots of us have those kinds of families, by the way. I know it's a challenge to go, but how do I disown them? I'm not saying disown them. Here's what I am saying, though. They, can, If you're going to succeed in life and business, if you're going to do the things that you really want to do, if you want to go on a fitness journey and you want to like rock your body, you can't have that in your ear every single day. You, you just can't. You, you can't even really have it in your ear three times a week. So take that for what it's worth. But if those family members are literally polluting your energy with their toxicity and with all the ways they want to jab you subtly and passive aggressively with who they think you are and what they think you can and cannot do, um, you're not going to move forward. You're going to be stuck. So either you're going to choose to still hang out with them as much as you are and you're going to be stuck. And you can't blame them because you're choosing to be stuck. It's you choosing to be around them and be stuck. 
or you're going to isolate yourself from them. You're going to reduce the amount of time you spend with them. In some cases, depending on how toxic they are, you might have to eliminate them from your life completely, but that's very rare. You know, you don't have to cut off your family. It's very rare. I've had to cut off a few family members, but you know, it happens. It's life. Um, but that's very rare. You don't necessarily have to do that, but you do have to put them in a box and you do have to keep them at a distance and you do have to set up boundaries that allow you to maintain your energy and your focus while minimizing the impact that their words and their criticisms have on you, period, the end. So I say all of this to say, I'm going to write that book. Like in a few weeks, you're going to see Amazon, probably a, a month or two. I am not my mistakes and neither are you. Right now I have Own It, the one thing that will change everything uh, on Amazon. So you can find that at overcomingfearbooks.com. And then of course, I'm about to wrap up Rumi is my life coach, how to use the wisdom of Rumi to transform your life, 11 ways to do that. So I'm writing uh, an ebook a week. It's, it's a lot of work, but I love it. It's great work. And I just wanted to share this episode with you because I am dealing with some hateration at the moment uh, that is not pleasant. And that's coming from a variety of sources. And my response to all of that, and I want to share this with you because I want you to understand that you're not alone if you're dealing with some hateration stuff. My response to all of that is, judge me when you're perfect. And and here's my other response. If you're not in the arena with me getting your ass kicked, I have no interest in hearing your feedback. None. Because you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked. When you're in the arena getting your ass kicked, talk to me. When you're fucking perfect and you want to judge me, talk to me. But if you've sinned, I would say you probably ought not cast that stone. And certainly people in glass houses shouldn't cast stones. And at the end of the day, if you're listening to this and you think I'm talking to you, you're probably right. Take it for what it's worth. And I mean exactly what I say. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode. Be on the lookout for Rumi as my life coach. It's coming out in another uh, few days. And then, of course, in a few weeks will be uh, I Am Not My Mistakes, Neither Are You. And I'm also going to be writing 21 Ways to Overcome the Fear of Failure that is coming up. And all of that is on Amazon. So you can download my eBooks on Amazon, overcomingfearbooks.com. And of course, <coughs> excuse me, if you're not signed up for my daily dose of inspiration email, could you go to CassandraVon.com and just sign up? It should be a little blue banner at the top of CassandraVon.com. It's called the Daily Dose of Inspiration. Sign up for it. I, I have not been sending a daily email, full disclosure, because I'm in full writing mode, but I am getting back into the rhythm of sending out a daily email. And if you want this sort of just what I'm doing here on She Runs the Show, uh, kick in the butt, get it together, talk. Uh, getting to know me, but also getting to know the lessons that I'm learning. So maybe you don't have to repeat the mistakes I've made. You can kind of learn my lessons without making the mistakes. Then you're going to want the daily dose of inspiration. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, it has been so good to be back on She Runs the Show. And I have some slamming interviews coming up for you, starting with episode 170. So you're finally going to move from solo episodes for a while to interview episodes. And I have some amazing people who are coming up starting in episode 170. So I will catch you on the next episode of She Runs the Show. <laughs>